Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Body. It is your boy, the closer, Chris Ventry here, Tuesday, July 16th. This is the Fantasy Football Frenzy, the no-nonsense crew with Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. What is up, Jim Day? Hey, Chrissy, Chrissy, how you doing? I'm doing day of football. We can talk some Vikings today, and we might even let George talk a little. Yeah, let's let George talk a little. No, George got his, he gets his in. Listen, George, but he, so George, George Kurtz. Welcome in, George Kurtz. How you doing? I wanted to ask you one thing. Go ahead. I'm doing fine, guys. And what's the one thing you would like to ask me? So we've done uh, five teams so far, and um, I haven't heard you say that there's a single player that you're targeting yet. <laughs> Every player that I've thrown you away, you said, oh, I'm not really looking to target this guy, but if I get him, you know, that's great. Uh, do you not like any of the players? You'd have to give me specific players uh, to mention. I mean, granted, we talked about the Redskins. Not really talking yeah, anybody there We talked about the NFC East right. and right. the Bears. The, uh, right. <laughs> the Bears, it's hard to talk to anybody on the Bears. They're a good, good team, but there's nobody fantasy where, uh, that I'm dying to get there. Tariq Cohen, if you're going a zero running back strategy, I can see that, although uh, I never plan on going zero running back. Sometimes it ends up that way, but I never plan on going zero running back. But I think Terry Cohen's uh, a great running back to have in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he took Redskins, nobody, I'm dying. I don't care where it is. Giants, uh, I love Barkley, but I don't have any luck to get the first or second round pick <laughs> in any league. Try a little reverse psychology there. Maybe I'll get lucky this year. Uh, but generally, it doesn't work out for me all that well. Uh, Cowboys, sure. Ezekiel Elliott, but same problem. I need the first or second pick there. After that, I think it's a little dicey for Dallas. Once again, good team. I don't know what Dak's going to do. I don't know what uh, Mari I think Mari Cooper's a good uh, wide receiver, but with Dak, I think it hinders his ab- uh, ability a little bit. Eagles spread it around a lot. You know, no running backs I'm dying to get there either. And there are wide receivers outside of Ertz, uh, receiving tight end. Nobody I'm dying to get there. And I don't know how Jim feels, but I'm not going to be going a wide receiver, uh, a, excuse me, a tight end in the first round. I've mocked that several times, that if I take Kelsey Ertz first round, second round, how does my team look? And I hate how my team looks almost every time. Agreed. Jim, what do you think? Hey, I take a shot at Kelsey every once in a while in the first. He's the only one, though. I haven't really felt myself reaching for either Kittle or Ertz anywhere near there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, you know, first round, I want my running back or wide receiver there. The way I see it this year, if you're talking strategy, the early picks, like the first half of the first round, the top six, seven picks should be Mostly running backs, I'm assuming, or you know, I would gun for a running back there. And then the second half, more of the wide receivers, because you got all the wide receivers coming off the board there, and the best ones are coming off the board there. And then you know, after that, I think the strategy in the first four rounds, one running back, three wide receivers. I'm seeing receiver, all the the good receivers that you want are gone by by the fourth fifth round. They're all gone. You're going well, after. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, I they're, they're sleepers. They're not sleepers. There's plenty of good fifth, sixth, seventh round wide receivers out there. You just got to be a little creative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You see, obviously, there's guys that might pop off. I mean, but what I'm saying is, like, you can build yourself a beautiful wide receiver one, two, and three in those first four rounds. Get yourself an RB one in the first or second round. Now in the first, now you need another running back. In the fifth round, there's still pretty good running backs to be had. There's guys that like? are uh, like Tariq Cohen, like. Um, I like Sony Michelle. I like guys like that that are going around that area that you could still get, and they could be your RB two. Yes, it might be a little bit weaker of RB two, but your wide receivers are going to be absolutely stacked. So you know you give and take a little there. I like that strategy. I've been mocking it. I've been doing it in drafts, and it's been working pretty well. I mean, but it, you know, if you see a running back that you like at great value in the second, third, or fourth round, obviously take it. You adjust. Um, but otherwise, all right. So George, maybe on the Vikings today. We'll uh, find a player that, you know, you really, really like that you might take in the second, third round or something like that, uh, specifically Thielen Diggs or Dalvin Cook. Uh, those are the big three guys you want on the Minnesota Vikings. But I did want to get into um, 
I don't know if you guys have seen, but like the Madden ratings are out, <laughs> and players. No, I haven't seen that yet. Are you are you joking? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's okay. No, no, I have. I actually haven't. Oh, all right, yeah. So basically, I've been freaking busy as hell. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I was, you know, I'm watching shows and stuff, and you know, the players are reacting like Keenan Allen in his car. Show, you know, he's does a video of himself. He's like, man. They gave me a 75 on deep route running. These guys can't hang with me. And then he's like, oh, 69 strength. What do they think? I'm a little boy, a little boy strength, 69. And everybody's just complaining about the ratings. Uh, it's pretty funny because the Madden ratings are pretty, eh, they're not good. They're not very good if you look at them. Uh, for instance, running backs, you got, you got Joe Mixon and Chris Carson and David Johnson are rated the same. They're both 87 overall. I don't think, I don't agree with that. Um, and Devonta Freeman's 89. He's higher ranked than David Johnson. Okay. Uh, then you have Philip Lindsay is 86. And then you have Tariq Coleman, 85. Dalvin Cook, 85. Lamar Miller, 85. He's higher ranked than Deion Lewis, Sony Michelle, James Conner, 83. I mean, it's pretty messy. Pretty messy. Sounds like it. <laughs> did you George did you get uh did you watch any of the Madden see any any uh, reactions you interested in the Madden I, stuff am I interested no uh, I don't <laughs> care. uh did I see some of the rankings sure I know Demarcus Lawrence of the Cowboys has said uh he wants his uh fans to to boycott uh Madden because he got an 89 rank, ranking I guess he thinks he, was, <laughs> he should be higher uh but I don't know how it works I don't know I don't know what grading system they work on I mean I get what you're talking about Chris where you know, how, how is Freeman ahead of David Johnson? I, I don't understand that either. You know, I don't know. I don't know what they're going on, how they rank, they rank these players. Uh, so I don't play video games. They make me angry. Yep. Uh, they do. They used to piss me off and I used to break controllers. So uh, and I think I, at this point now, I'm just afraid that if I start playing them, I won't stop. I'll be addicted to it. So I think <laughs> shooting games more than the sport, sports games. With I'm with the you. Graphics with the and everything, you know, have having gotten so good. Yeah. Yeah. But Madden, though. Madden hasn't been good for years, I feel like. Madden just, I haven't played it in years, so I, yeah. I can't say. The best years of Madden was the early 2000s, mid-2000s, uh, like 2005, 2003, 2004, 2005. Uh, it hasn't really been the same since. But it's just funny that these players are reacting to that Madden ratings and stuff. I mean, most of them are joking, but I think Keenan Allen was serious. He looked very serious. He was a little pissed. He looked serious. He looked angry. He looked angry, yeah. So I, uh, now I'm going to have to go out and find this. i got to see that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk Minnesota Vikings, one coaching change, players that you want to target in your drafts, some sleepers, uh, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. This is the Fantasy Football Frenzy with your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra, Jim Day, George Kurtz. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm fat when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard... Hurry up. 
I want to spend down so I can get to the Dodgers, get to the Astros, and get to the Brewers for stacking as well. And Eliezer Hernandez really does help me do that because he is in the 7,000s, and he actually does have a lot of strikeout upside. And we kind of saw this from him in AAA. So when he first came up, it was interesting to look at his numbers because they were so different from what he did as a Rule 5 uh, pickup last year. Watch On Demand on the FNTSY. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's trial participant pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today. Love is a burning thing. We are back. Fancy Football Frenzy Live, Tuesday, July 16th, Studio 34, Fantasy Sports Radio Network with your boy Jim Day, George Kurtz, the closer Chris Ventra. Um... So yeah, then. I just have to say one thing. I, I and this is to the producers. Did did they realize that 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 show is about you know a disease, a sex disease? You know, love is a burning fire. <laughs> we need to read into the song. It's a good tune, Johnny Cash. It is a Johnny Cash tune, uh, and I do like it. Johnny Cash with syphilis. <laughs> I'm sure uh, he was. I mean, if anybody's seen that movie, he was a mess. But, you know, yeah, he was a, a lot of celebrities tend to go that route. So oh, yes. It is what it is, you know. Hey, it's if life. you ever gave me that much money, I'm sure I'd be a mess, too. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Oh, I'll yeah. take my chances. Give me the money. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm with you with that. Um, I want to say, listen, uh, just to go over real quick, the, mat, the quarterbacks are real bad. I just want to point this out. That, okay, Pat Mahomes is the top quarterback, obviously, at 97. Brady's 96. Rivers is 94. Philip Rivers is 94. Drew Brees is 92. Andrew Luck is 92. Uh, Matt Ryan's 89. Aaron Rodgers is 90. Rodgers is less than Philip Rivers. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Um, Cam Newton, 84. Ben Roethlisberger, 85. Baker Mayfield's 83. Goff is 83. Deshaun Watson, 82. I had a fantastic season last year. How is he 82? How is he lower than Jared Goff and these other guys? It just doesn't make sense. And then you got Cousins 81, Prescott 81, Derek Carr's 80, and Eli is the worst-ranked quarterback out of all the starters in the NFL. He is 72 overall, tied with Dwayne Haskins, Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, Josh Allen, Sam Dott, all these guys are ranked ahead of Eli Manning. Uh, some of them don't even start. So that, that's just... I understand why some players might get upset about this. They're not really great. And to, to tell you, they do. They did uh, on NFL Network, they did a thing where they interviewed the guy who makes the ratings, the head of the, the department, and he basically said, we watch film all day, we watch bad film, good film, uh, as much as we can. And if we miss something and you think our ratings stink, he's like, you know, then send us tape that we haven't seen. Send us something we missed because this is how we do it. He was straight up about it. This is my job. I think I'm good at my job, he said. That's it. So. Well, obviously he's not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you <laughs> mess some of these things up. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I don't get it. Anyway, Minnesota Vikings. Last year they went 8-7-1. and one. They had the draw in there. Um, and, you know, kind of not the season you expected because the year prior they made it, you know, very far into the playoffs. Uh, looked like a Super Bowl poised team, and you know that wasn't the case. They were lackluster last year. I don't know. Cousins didn't have a bad year though. Let's start with Kirk Cousins. 
uh, he's not going really as a QB1 right now. In years past, he has, because obviously the quarterback landscape is much, is much better than it used to be. But he had a pretty good season, 30 touchdowns, 10 picks. His completion percentage was really good. It was around 70%. Uh, George, what do you think? I mean, how do you feel about Kirk Cousins? Do you think he should be a QB1? Once again, I think he's got the problem. There are so many good quarterbacks. I have him in my top 15, so he's probably not going to be a quarterback one for me for that reason. Uh, would I mind if I had him? No. I mean, I'm the guy who waits forever on quarterbacks in one-quarterback leagues. Uh, it's around nine. I'll think about taking a quarterback in round nine. You know, I'm going to wait. I'm going to load up on my running backs, load up on my wide receivers. There are just plenty of quarterbacks I would take. And like I said, I may have him at 15, but – yeah, once again, if somebody takes him as a quarterback one, I don't have an issue with it. I think he's right in that tier with guys like – I think he's a little bit behind Ben, but I would take him above Dak. I like Russell Wilson better as a quarterback, but I do worry about his weapons. I would take Cubs above Goff, take him above Murray. I would take him above Brady. I don't know if I like what the weapons I'm seeing there. Mm-hmm. Winston I think is going to be interesting. I think Cubs is a better NFL quarterback, but I think Winston could have a better uh, fantasy year than him. Lamar Jackson, I would rather have Cousins, guys like that. But there's just so many quarterbacks that all, all these guys I named – I don't know if I care about ending up with any of them. Yeah. You know, I'll be happy. I'm going to wait for quarterback. I'm not going to have Pat Mahomes. I'm not spending a third-round pick on him. I'm probably not going to have Watson, Rodgers, Ryan, Luck. Those are the guys I expect to go before I even think about taking a quarterback. Interesting. So so you would, wouldn't would even take a shot on a quarterback in, like, the sixth, seventh, eighth rounds? Like, you could probably get, you know, a Deshaun Watson or an Aaron Rodgers right now well, like, in the seventh round. A misnomer is that when I say I won't take a quarterback to round nine, that's assuming the draft is normal. Uh, let's say Mahomes is available in round five. Well, he slipped. Okay, now the value is there for me. Yes, I might take Mahomes in round five if he slips in, in a draft, which in some leagues he might because people – I can have 11 people just like me who are going to wait on quarterbacks forever. You know, it's the same thing with the Sean Watson. He falls to round six. Well, the value is there. He fell. So I'll feel better about taking a quarterback then. But assuming quarterbacks go where their ADP say they're going to go, I'm going to wait. This all changes, however, if we're talking about a super flex or a two-quarterback league. Then I'm the exact opposite. I right. tend to be that person who jumps on a quarterback early. Yes, that makes sense. Because super flex, you're, you, know, you need two at least. And you're yeah, probably you going to draft three. three or four. Yeah, Because um, you, know, you have to have it. You, have to, you want the quarterback in the super flex spot also because they're more, more likely they're going to score more points. You would rather have that quarter, a, a decent quarterback in there than – you know, a flex running back slash wide receiver or whatever. Um, but, you know, that's understandable. What about you, Jim? Uh, how do you, uh, He's getting lost in the shuffle here, uh, Kirk Cousins. Well, right now he's coming off the board in the 14th round in, in uh, the FFWC big money drafts uh, and as the 21st, quarter, 21st quarterback off the board. So, to me, that's plenty of value. I'll wait for him and take him there. I'm with George. I like to wait in one quarterback leagues. There's no reason to go early. Look, I, I get what you get with those guys, but the difference I don't think is going to be as huge as it was last year for Holmes. I do expect regression, as most do. Um, and because of that regression, the, the difference between the top quarterback and the 15th quarterback is going to be a lot closer together. Um, mm-hmm. So because of that, I'm going to take the shot on Cousins. He's never finished outside the top 10, I don't believe. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I do expect him right now. I think I'm with George. I think I either have him 14th or 15th in my rank. So I don't expect him to be in there, but he still has it. But the biggest thing for me is, you know, the coaching changes his team made and what they want to do. Because ultimately, I mean, they, the, the only real change coaching wise is that coordinator. they moved, yeah, they moved Stefanski up to offensive coordinator. Now, look, I, I I don't know what Stefanski brings to the table at all. I mean, he's been with this organization since he got out of college. I get that. Somebody in this organization obviously loves him. But the bigger bigger thing that this team did that nobody's really talking about is the fact that they brought in Gary Kubiak and Rick Dennison to be their offensive advisor and run game coordinator. Um, two guys that have plenty of Super Bowl experience that are great at developing a good heavy rushing attack that plays into play action pass and a vertical passing game. And I, I expect them to do that this way this year. I expect them to be a definite more run heavy team, but they're still going to take their shot. So I think Cousins ends up having a decent year uh, and it's really going to come down to this offensive line play. They're neat. They're going to need to step up. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the offensive line, you know, looks to be at least somewhat improved. 
Hopefully they stay healthy. I think they could be average, above average, maybe. If, you know, if, if things work out right. Uh, but that I mean, has to be really, really right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Both tackles would have to really step up their game. Uh, Riley Reif uh, and uh, Brian O'Neill would have to definitely take that next step. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the kid that they drafted, Garrett Bradbury at center. Yes. Uh, that was definitely a big upgrade. This this kid's probably going to be a uh, an all pro in a couple of years and for a long time too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he plays center uh and you know, they got Re- Reimers is gone obviously. We talked about him uh you know, on the other uh team preview and that Garrett Bradley comes in. So, you know, the team the offensive line could be better. We'll see. Uh but we're coming to the break soon. I do want to get into these wide receivers, the tight end who also, you know, regressed a little last year and now, you know, falls back into the second, third tier of tight ends and he fades away into the ether. Um, So we'll talk about those guys when we come back. Fantasy football frenzy on a Tuesday with your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra, Jim Day, George Kurtz. We got you right here. Come right back, baby. Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service. Crazy game versus the Padres, but that's the one thing I've realized about the Pittsburgh Pirates. Their pitching is abysmal, too. Like, they've had guys that are so streaky. Like, bro, he's good for an inning, and then he'll blow up. And you talk about all the other guys that they have. Remember Lyle, Dave, he was on fire at the start, and then he became a gas can. It's like, they don't have a certifiable age. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Yeah, bring it back. Good choice. I like it. So we were talking her Cousins. It's funny because FantasyPros.com has Cousins as the 19th ranked quarterback and 
One spot ahead of him is Mitchell Trubisky, who we spoke about yesterday, and it just I don't see how that is because yesterday we're saying Trubisky, the attempts aren't there, the volume's not there. Cousins threw over 600 times last year. Cousins has made a lot of attempts in his career in general. Uh, he throws the ball a lot. So, and he threw 4,200 yards, and you know he had arguably the best year of his career: 30 touchdowns, 10 picks. He had a 70% completion percentage. Like, and yet can he, I, can he's I going just lower. Say one thing. Yet he's going can lower. I just say yeah. one thing. Do you want two risk-free wagers up yeah. to a thousand dollars? Go to pointsbet.com/grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, okay. and you'll get two risk-free bets up to a thousand dollars. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Giants minus three and they cover the spread by 10 points, you'll receive 10 times your stake. That's PointsBet.com backslash grid. Enter promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. There you go. That's Jim Day. Jim Day reads. All right. So, yeah, Kirk Cousins, we spoke about that. It's weird. He's behind Trubisky, even though he attempts away more. A lot of this is volume, right? So let's move on to the running back position uh, where you have possibly my favorite running back besides, say, Quan Barkley in the league, Dalvin Cook, uh, who's about to be 24 in August. And, uh, you know, he's had a kind of a lackluster career so far. He's gotten hurt in both of his first two seasons here. Uh, last year, he played 11 games, but he did pretty well. He had 615 rushing yards. He had 4.6 yards per attempt and 40 receptions for 305 yards. Uh, only four touchdowns total on the year, though. Uh, Jim, how do you feel? I, I know me and you last year, we loved Dalvin Cook. We were taking him in the early second. I'm still taking him in the early second. What about you? Well, that's where you have to take him. You know, if you want him, that's where you have to take him. There's no doubt you're not going to get him too much later than that. Everybody's on him. You know, especially with what I was just talking about with the coaches they brought in. I expect this running game to be pretty well sought out and done uh, in in such a way that they get creative with it is what I'm trying to say. So I really like Cook this year, but it's on him. This is a year he's got to prove he can stay on the field. If he doesn't, then, I, you know, he may very well lose his chance. At least in Minnesota, right? Right. Yeah. Um, what, uh, George, what about this kid, the kid they drafted in the uh, fourth round, I believe, Alex Madison, uh, rookie running back. He, you think that he's going to get involved, or is this just a Dalvin Cook show? I think it's mainly Dalvin Cook. I think uh, you said it earlier, Cook has had some injuries, so they wanted to back, him, back themselves up with a third-round pick, Madison. Uh, I'm not worried about him stealing more than yeah, a series here, a series there. Listen, it's the way the NFL is nowadays. Most teams go with the two-back committee here, so this doesn't frighten me. What you guys said I agree with about Cook. If you want him, you got to draft him in the second round. Uh, that's about where he's going to go. And I like the fact that, you know, we heard the head coach last year. Right? He, multiple times he was pissed because they were throwing the ball too much. He, he was very angry. He didn't want, <laughs> he didn't want that to happen. Right? He wanted to run the ball more, but they kept throwing calling uh, Keep going past plays. I think that changes a bit this year. Not maybe not dramatically. Maybe it's a ten percent change. Maybe it's a fifteen percent change that loses a hundred throws, hundred extra carries. You know, so I wonder if that's uh, carries that Cook uh, can uh, can pick up there. So I like Cook this year. I do. I think a, uh, a solid end of uh, running back one guy. He's listen, He's in my third tier of running backs. Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, Kamara, one tier, uh, whatever uh, order you want to rank them. Uh, Gordon, Johnson. Getting a little worried about Gordon. The holdout. Gordon, Johnson, Bell will be another tier. And then I have uh, Cook in that same tier with Gurley, Connor, Nixon. Mm -hmm. That's probably it's a tier of its own as well. There are some warts there. I do worry about Cook's injuries, but I worry about Gurley's injuries. You know, I worry about Connor being a one-year guy. And I see what's going to happen there. So I think there are some things to worry about here. But if I ended up taking Michael Thomas in round one or whatever top wide receiver you have, Devontae Adams, and I get Cook in round two, I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that, last year is funny because last year the strategy I had in that late round, I still like that late round pick. I, I would like to have the 10th, 11th, 12th pick, something like that, uh, unless it's the first or second. I'm obviously cool with that too. But I, I would like that because last year I, I did Julio Cook. That was like my one-two turn thing. I'm doing the same thing. 
I, I like that. I just like the value. I mean, value. These are first round guys, first second round guys. So I like getting a wide receiver, your number one, true number one wide receiver there, and getting your uh, nice bell cow type running back. Like Dalvin Cook could be the running backs we covet, which is you know the guy, those seven or eight guys that do everything at running back. Uh, we want that, and Cook could be that guy. You just got to stay on the field all 16 games, uh, and I think you know. I think he's working hard. I think he. I think he's obviously motivated. I think he could do it. So I'm all over Cook on that. Um, but I mean, I guess Alex Madison. I don't. I don't think he's going to get involved much. If anything, I really. I hope that my boy Amir Abdullah might get some action, but I doubt that yeah. happens. <laughs> Amir Abdullah. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked him a big time at one point, and uh, he was a big miss. Uh, second, I think it was a second round pick too. That guy. So sometimes you miss. Uh, Look, but, I, I will say this before you move on. Uh, I like Madison. I like him a lot. I'm not saying he's going to steal anything from Cook. But the good thing here is if you want to grab Cook in the second, you can pay a 13th to get Madison as your handcuff, which is a great idea. Yeah. Uh, again, we love Cook, but two years in a row he's had injuries, stayed off the field. Uh, you know, of course, it was the ACL the first year. Last year it was the hamstring coming off the ACL, which is something we're starting to see more and more often with guys coming off ACL tears. So, you know, hopefully second season back, he should be fully good to go, and that's what we need to think. But if you want to draft him, then I would highly recommend coming back in the 13th and grabbing Madison because if he goes down, Madison is going to be the guy to own. He's not a great flash guy. He doesn't have a a huge up speed, but he does everything else well. Uh, He's a good, strong runner. Uh, He can run inside. He can run outside. He can catch the ball. He can protect the quarterback. He gets better with more carries. Uh, this is the guy that they're going to turn to if Cook goes down. Awesome. And I was going to ask you, too, this is the handcuff, the, the main handcuff. And he yep. there you have it. Jim Day tells you all about Alex Madison right there. Uh, but Dalvin Cook, yeah, we're in on him. Uh, and I think the Vikings should run the ball a good amount this year. Um, you know, based on, you know, they always have a good defense this year. Once again, it looks like their defense should be pretty good. Uh, but let's move on to the wide receivers here. Where it's a little interesting. Last year, everybody was on Diggs. Uh, Diggs was the guy going before Thielen, and I'm not, I'm going to tell you straight out. I was the guy on Thielen. Like I was on Thielen heavy. I like Thielen a lot. I think he is one of the best receivers in the game. Uh, he might not be as flashy. He might not have the speed like other receivers do, but he runs every route well. He's got great hands. He does everything really well. And I think once again. This is a wide receiver one. Uh, people are a little worried he had that bad second half, but years it, in a row. But that that if you look closely at that second half, right? First of all, the first half was so ridiculous. Of course, you're gonna have his bad second half. He had 100 yards in every single game in the first eight games. Then the second half, which was the other eight games, the first game I think he did poorly, but he had a touchdown, so he made up for it, even though he didn't have many yards. He was still getting a lot of targets in those game in those games. He had another 100 yard game in there in the last eight. He had uh, a couple other games. We had like five for 70. He, he wasn't terrible, as bad as everybody made it to seem. Of course, after such a great first half, that's what happens. But he had maybe two dud, two really big dud games within those eight at the end, because uh, he made up for it with some touchdowns in that in the season. He had nine total. Uh, so. I, I think Dylan's still the guy. I, I don't see see why he should drop. He's way up there for me, more, more than most people. Uh, what about you, George? Are you more of a Dylan guy, or do you think Diggs is going to have the better year this year? Well, I get why people are worried about Dylan. I mean, uh, once again, this is this is the old stats. You make stats say whatever you want. You said last eight games. I'll look at his last five games. Okay. Yeah, you know, last five games. All of a sudden, he's averaging four catches, averaging forty-five yards, and only had one touchdown. In his last five games. Targets were also down. Yes. You know, uh, so I, I get, once again, you said last eight, I say last five. We can make stats say whatever we want to say to make our point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have uh, some more, too, in a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> right. I can see where Jim's going with this as well. Now, I mentioned with Scott Fishbowl, uh, for my first wide receiver, I had a choice between Thielen, Amari Cooper. I thought I was going to have Hilton and Edelman in there, too, and end up being the guy at the turn, end up taking Hilton and Edelman back-to-back. And I was wrestling with that decision. So it ended up coming down to uh, Thielen or Cooper for me, and I chose Thielen. Mainly for, I can trust the catches, I think. Yeah. Maybe not to what he did last year, but I'll take the definite points. Once again, I'm a conservative drafter in my first four or five rounds. You don't see me taking too many chances, and I think Cooper is more of a chance uh, than uh, Adam Thielen there. So I think Thielen's going to be solid. I 
I think he's more of a wide receiver two, top wide receiver two than a wide receiver one. I think Diggs is going to have some more explosive games, but I would take Thielen over Diggs. But it's close. Diggs is also a wide receiver two, but more of a mid-range wide receiver two for me. Nice. Okay, well, then this is what I got real quick. You got a minute, yep. I know. I got real fast. Um, Over the first nine weeks, Adam Thielen was the number one wide receiver in the game. After their week 10 bye over the second half of the season, he was 18th. Meanwhile, Diggs was 10th on the season, but over that second half, he was still 11th. So he was much more steady throughout the year than Thielen was in the second half, is all I got to say. (laughs) That's all you got to say. Uh, Well, and it is the second year in a row Thielen took a major dive second half of the season. Okay. Well, the first year, the year before last year, it was his first season really becoming a starter, right? That was his first year. Well, if you want to give him excuses, sure. He never really played, you know, an NFL, you know, game action really before that. Um, so, but we'll get back to it. We're about to head to break. More dealing, more digs. We'll talk about the rest of the Minnesota Vikings. Your with your boy, Fantasy Football Frenzy, Jim Day, George Kurtz, the closer, Chris Ventra. We'll be back right after this. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com proudly made in america money now 100 is not a lender broker or agent of any lender or financial advisor we do not make loans or credit decisions you must be 18 years or older and a u.s resident to qualify this is not an offer or solicitation to lend i went to moneynow100.com and got the five thousand dollars i needed deposited in my account the next business day if you need money for any reason help is here go to moneynow100.com and get the money you need need to pay off credit card debt go to moneynow 100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. You know, you hit a couple of threes, you play no D. How many teams have you been on, Lou Williams, already in your career? Teams to me that NBA general managers feel about you the same way that you feel about Toronto. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Frenzy, on a Tuesday, July 16th, with your boy Jim Day, George Kurtz, closer Chris Venture here. We're talking Thielen Diggs, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver. 
receiver duo that is so highly uh, sought after in fantasy. Um, so I, I just wanted to say this one last thing about Thielen is that I understand at the end he tailed off. Uh, but in the first 13 weeks of the season, he didn't have any less than seven targets in a game in the first 13 weeks. The last three weeks, he had two targets, six targets, and four targets. Now, wait, and the only question I'm going to put to you right there, right? those three weeks, what's the importance about those three weeks? <laughs> well, that's what exactly what I was going to say. First of all, I know they were somewhat, you know, they were fighting for a playoff berth, but – I, I don't th- care about the Vikings, what they were fighting for. Oh, what it's the championship. Team yeah, yeah, for? championship. I understand that. I get it. But that's the thing. The Vikings, I don't think, one, they were working Thielen all, all year. Thielen, you know, got a ton of targets all year. The usage was super high. So maybe at the end, the Vikings decided, listen, we're not really going to make the playoffs here. Let's cut back on Thielen's usage. Or maybe he was getting double covered a lot, which he was because people saw all oh, this guy's going off for 100 yards every game. Let's start double covering him and stuff. I mean, those last three games... I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. The guy had an amazing season. He had a great season the year before. we got to give him the benefit of the doubt here. I think he deserves I'm not taking anything at all away from Thielen. Yeah. I think it's the offensive mentality. Those last games when he wasn't used as much is when they started grinding the ball on the ground. Okay. So if they're going to do that again this year, just gives me a little hesitation. I'm not saying Thielen's still not going to be good. Right. Like you were saying before, he's a great route runner. He creates separation. He knows how to find those open holes. Great hands. You know, he works well. Yeah, so he does all of those things right. My only concern is the at what game. point Yeah, at what point does he start to lose a lot of those targets because they're running more than they were in past seasons. Right, right. And let me ask you guys, you think that that's the, the Vikings' philosophy, George? Uh, like with uh, the offensive coordinator, who was the interim offensive coordinator the last three weeks of the season last year? It's funny. He was the interim uh, offensive coordinator last three weeks of the season last year because those were the three weeks that Thielen got the lowest amount of targets of the season. But he is now going to stay as offensive coordinator this year. Do you think they're going to be a ground and pound, let's play defense type of football club in 2019? I already stated Zimmer was upset that they didn't run the ball as much. Mm-hmm. So you can look at it this way. That's why last off, you know, five weeks of the season, they were running the ball more and they won't throw the ball as much. That being said, yeah, they did give uh, Thielen $64 million over four years in a big contract in the offseason. So they are, they're not going to be grounded pound. This is not going to be a team that never throws the ball. I think right. Zimmer just wants a healthy balance mm-hmm. with more towards the running not, – not playing running gun, not throwing the ball all over the place, not being the Green Bay Packers where you're not wanting to rely on Cousins. One thing we see about Cousins, NFL-wise, doesn't really change anything fantasy-wise, doesn't seem to play well against better teams. Yeah. Know, it's, just, it, it's a weird little stat. It could be You could read it to whatever it's you true. want. doesn't mean – but he doesn't play all that great against better teams. He's not clutch. And I think Zimmer sees that, and he wants to uh, he wants to win games more with the running game, maybe against those teams. Maybe once the weather gets rough and they're not playing in the dome, uh, that sort of thing. So I'm not shying away from Thielen. I've only dropped him a couple of slots. Like I said, I, I have him at a top end, too. I think he's ranked 11 in most places. I have him at 14. Yay. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, apples and oranges. Not, not all that it's apples and oranges, yeah. whatever you want. A couple of points. It doesn't make a difference. I did take him in the Scott Fishbowl. So it wasn't like I was shying away from the kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I mean, yeah, basically what we're saying here is that you still want them. And you'd be more comfortable. What we come to as a conclusion is that we'd be more comfortable with both wide receivers as wide receiver twos. Right? Right. With comfortable wide receiver with that? one upside. Wide receiver one upside. Like, you know, Thielen could have that. Diggs could have that. Diggs had a fantastic season. They both had over 100 catches. They uh, were both wide receiver ones on the full season. There you go. So, uh, you know. I think that's the same. And you know what? They're the perfect team to have that balanced attack. They got Dalvin Cook in the run game. They got Cousins. They want, they can rely on Cook more. Cousins won't have to stress so much. Uh, that might even open up things for Diggs and Thielen to be even more efficient if the run game is efficient. So it could be a good thing all around. Um, but let's move to the one other guy who regressed last year. Uh, and this is a guy I was not on at all last year. He was going before Kittle last year, and I was on Kittle. Uh, that, se- that seemed to be the right choice. But Kyle Rudolph... Is now gonna. <laughs> it's gonna, gonna hurt your shoulder, man. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta pat myself for that one. You know, I was all over Kittle last year. You were too. Yeah, because he was with your boy Jimmy G. Well, that's not the only reason. I like Kittle. You know, he's uh, he ended up. Look at him. I mean, he broke the record for tight end receiving yards. So, like, I, I agree. I'm yeah. not saying anything about about Kittle. I liked him last year too. Not as much as you did, but I liked him. But 
The value is great. I don't like him this year. He's going way too high for me this year. I'm not taking him. But, um, yeah, so Kyle Rudolph, he fell off the map a little bit here. He's going. He's 29 years old. Uh, you know, in 2017, he had eight touchdowns, 57 receptions, 532 yards in a full season. Last year, played a full season. Same amount of targets, really. 64 catches, 634, but only four touchdowns. He actually did better in receptions and receiving yards, but in 2016, he had the best year of his career, really, with 83 catches and 840 yards. Is there any interest in Kyle Rudolph, guys, George? There's some. I mean, once again, after the big three, Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle, you know, everyone's all, everybody wants them. You get your next little tier here, Ingram, Howard, you want the Hunter Henry in there, I'm good. And then Cook, Walker, McDonald, Joe. All these guys, it's Hunt and Peck. Which guy do you believe in? Right. Can Ebron do it again? You know, I know a Detroit Lions fan is still throwing up over Ebron's year last year. I'm an Ajoku guy. I think he could have a nice season there. Uh, I'm looking at some composite rankings. I would have Rudolph over guys like Olsen. I don't trust him. Hooper. I would have him over Trey Burton. So I do have him in my top 12. I have him as a wide receiver one, but as a low-end wide receiver one, I'm going down of a list here. I don't mind him if I wait forever on a tight end, which I might. I'm not planning on doing that. I'm not planning on getting Kelsey, Harrison, Kittle. I'm more in that middle range where I want – Ingram, Howard, or Henry, mm-hmm. but if I, it doesn't work out for me, you guys all took him ahead of me, then I, I don't mind ending up with Rudolph, but I'm not targeting him either. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the case for a lot of Birch people. Judge doesn't target anybody. Who, uh, yeah, Judge doesn't target anybody. I don't go into a draft, man. <laughs> the only thing I do in a draft, guys, uh, I generally we know where our first-round pick is. So I'll, I'll, if I have the 11th pick, which I did in Scuffage, I, I list my top 11 players. After that, I let the draft play out and see how it's going to go. Almost every draft, there are wrinkles in there. So, oh, my God, how'd this guy go? And it just you know, changes your whole draft. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be thrown off by anything. I just, I just have fun with it. So I don't know if I target anybody other than that first-round pick. Right, right, right. I mean, I, I think I feel like sometimes we naturally have targets, you know? Uh, like Julio, for me, is a target always. Uh, Dalvin Cook, obviously. And Amari Cooper in the third round. Brandon Cook's in the fourth. Like, these are guys I'm looking for because their value. I'm looking at for value for one of any of these guys. Early on, any sort of droppage into a round that I like, that's what I'm looking for. Um, but Kyle Rudolph, yeah, I mean, Fancy Pros has him ranked as like the 18th ranked tight end. He really fell off. Um, that's real low, I think. I agree with you. Jim, are you uh, interested at all, that, that, Kyle Rudolph? That's a little nuts, 18. 18. Um, I mean, you know, he finished seventh last year, and everybody's talking about a bad year. He still had 64 catches, 684 receptions, only had the four touchdowns. That's why he was a little down. Everybody expects more of him in the red zone. Uh, so, you know, I get that. Plus, they went out and drafted a, a good young tight end in Irv Smith. Yes. So that's going to throw a little, you know, wrench into the mix and see how that ends up playing out. But uh, I'm with George. You know, if he falls to me late enough, he's not coming off the board right now until, you know, late 13th round. Hey, if if I don't want to invest early, I, I'll come back and grab him that late. And if I run with him as my wide you know, tight, man, I'm sure it's got me saying why. Well, <laughs> uh, as my tight end one, then I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, wh- well, that brings me to this question. You really don't want him as a tight end one, but you're okay with it. Are you, in in regular 12-team PPR leagues, do you guys draft backup tight ends, George? I don't want to. I really don't want to. But I, I don't want to draft the backup quarterback either. But if everybody else is doing it, then you sort of have no choice because then there's no one left. Yeah. And you want to get somebody. So, I mean, listen, if I have a, if I have Kelsey or the Kittle, no, I'm not going to get the backup tight end. I'm going to live with that. But if I do draft, you know, I mentioned Rudolph, uh, Doyle, uh, McDonald, I might, and assume I get these guys around nine, round ten-ish, I might take a, a tight end, that, another decent one, two rounds later. Maybe Jimmy Graham's there. Maybe a Jordan Reed type. Just to cover myself, but I don't want to do it if no one else is, because then I can just find these guys off the waiver wire. Right, right. Yeah, they'll be guys, they'll be guys off the waiver wire, I'm sure, for tight end this season. Because tight end, you know, we said it last year, Jim. It's a it's a crapshoot. It's like there's a there's a steady guys at the top, but it falls off real quick, and anyone can really become totally a tight end. Season this year, though, you got a, a couple of guys coming, you know, a few guys coming back off of injury that all have upside if they stay healthy. I'm with George, so I, I'm, I tend to be leaning away from Olsen every time I get a chance. Uh, I haven't grabbed him yet, so I, I'm leaning away, too. I'm definitely worried. You know, Delaney Walker is another one. I, I love him when he's on the field, but he's getting up there in age. You have to worry if he's going to come back. Hunter Henry's coming off the injury, but I'm not really worried about him. 
But then you got all the influx of all these rookies. And I know people are saying, oh, you know, rookie tight ends take a while. But I'll tell you what, this is probably the strongest rookie tight end class I can remember in a long time. Mm-hmm. You're, you have some serious NFL-ready tight ends here. And I think they're going to make a, a bigger impact in year one than people expect. Better than the Evan Ingram, O.J. Howard class? And David Njoku? That was, that's a great class. I think this is going to be better. Wow. I think this is going to be better. I, I think we have some guys here that, you know, first of all, Hawkinson and Fant are two excellent Stunts. tight ends that just could be, yeah, really big. But even behind that, that Sternberger and, uh, you know, I li- even like Josh Oliver, Dawson Knox. I think these guys are going to be good tight ends. Eventually. Yeah, we'll see. Like the, I keep telling, I, I, I tell everybody, I think Oliver's going to be a top 10 tight end this year. Really? Yep. Why do you say this? Well, first of all, because they don't really have any competition for him on the roster. He's got a quarterback now that over the last two years threw to the tight end position 30% of the time in Nick Foles, <laughs> and their wide receivers are suspect. So I think Oliver's got every chance in, in hell to be a top 12 at least, but I'm saying top 10 tight end this year. Wow, I like that, Jim. Going out on a limb, because I'll tell you right now, Fancy Pros has Josh Oliver one spot behind the current, uh, you know, starting tight end, the, the, the veteran tight end, Jeff uh, Swamy. Josh Oliver. Swain, uh, Josh Oliver is tight end number 48 on yeah, Fantasy well, Pro's That's okay. I'm good with that. <laughs> that's so far. But I know. I mean, obviously, things are going to change as preseason comes, and that's really when you want to see uh, what's going on. But, uh, yeah, I tend to agree. Listen, I like Fant. I think Fant's going to be the rookie standout in Denver. Flacco likes to throw to his tight ends. Um, you know, that team. A lot of competition with Fant out in, in Denver, though. In terms some, of Some guys say. At tight end, there's some guys out there they still like. Harrowman, they they like uh, yeah. Jake Budd if he can get healthy. You know, I, I it's just and it it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for Fan. Right, right. I, I like Hawkinson over Fant just because there's really no competition. Right, that's true. I mean, I just think that Fant they drafted him uh, in the first round for a reason, and he you know he should be able to to get that job pretty soon. I, and obviously, I'm not saying you know anything crazy. He's a sleeper. You're drafting him. You know, basically, you're not even drafting him really. I mean. Uh, most drafts, so you could get them for free. Um, but I'm with, with you guys, George. I'm with you too. Travis, Kelsey, George, Kittle, Ertz in the top tier. Howard, Hunter, Ingram is the next tier for me. I think there's a drop-off after that. Uh, any last words on the Vikings, gentlemen? George, you got a minute. That'll be a good team. That's going to be a one hell of a division. Vikings, Packers, Bears, yeah. all three teams have a rough schedule. I said yesterday, I think not, 10 wins will win that division. They're going to kill each other. They're playing a lot of top teams. I think they play in the AFC West as well. So uh, good luck there. <laughs> that is a really hard uh, division to predict. Uh, you got three teams, really strong teams there, uh, but it should be fun. So tomorrow we're going to go over the next team in, in this list of uh, the NFC North. That is the Green Bay Packers. They were 6-9-1 last year. We'll talk Packers, Aaron Rodgers, everything else you need to know. Fantasy Football Frenzy with Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the closer, Chris Venture. See you tomorrow.